your answer, you touched on different states, a few cities, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a little bit of small town life. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to someone who has never been out of their hometown city or state? That you need to leave your hometown, city, (laughs) or state. You don't have to leave it permanently. Um, It's amazing how many people will leave their hometown and then find themselves coming back later. But if you, so I want to preface this by saying traveling is a privilege and anybody who tells you otherwise, they're lying. Attention passengers, this is your captain speaking. Please fasten your seatbelts. We are beginning our initial descent. Welcome to Prepare for Landing, a podcast about the transformative nature of travel. I'm your host and captain, Sierra Turner. Each episode, I chat with guests about how travel truly changed their lives, and I ask if they were prepared to land, not in a different city, but as a different person. Hey, passengers, and welcome to another episode of Prepare for Landing. We are back to explore yet another traveler story and testimony. As always, I want to thank all of my return passengers today. You could have chosen to fly with anyone, but as always, I am very thankful that you chose me. And if it's your first time flying with us, welcome aboard. So guys, we are winding down our first season, which is kind of surreal to me that I have a almost a whole season done on a podcast. What? But I hope that you have enjoyed all of my co-pilots this season. I hope that their stories brought back memories or took you to another place for a few moments during this pandemic. Now, it was always my plan to close out the season with my own travel story. But in true prepare for landing fashion, I am stepping down as captain for today's flight And for those of you who remember my first episode, I am giving controls over to my friend and fellow traveler, with intention, Tracy Laguerre. Hey, Tracy. Hello, passengers, and thank you for having me as your captain for this special flight. As we prepare to take off, please sit back, recline, relax, and enjoy some complimentary wine and cocktails on us as we take you on this journey. See y'all, that's you see why I brought her back. Okay, so for my newbies who don't know why I brought her back, Tracy kicked off season one with her episode Traveling with Intention and her personal narrative in episode two, Going Home. So if you have not listened to her episodes, I strongly encourage you to pause and go back to the beginning of my season. Okay, I'll still be here when you get back. All right, so for those of us still on the flight. I'm going to finally move over into the co-pilot seat and I'm going to turn the skies over to Tracy. Hello, passengers. Thank you again for having me as your captain. Time for liftoff. (laughs) For those of you who don't know or should know by now, Sierra is a fellow traveler and podcaster. She started as a blogger then a consultant planning travel for others, but we'll touch on that a little bit later and her travel journey on today's flight. Are you ready, Sierra? Oh, I hope so. (laughs) At this point. 
<laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. All right. Sierra, my darling, tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, your heritage, and how all of that influences how you travel. Oh, okay. So I, my background is I'm homegrown right here from the United States of America. Um, I am recording this in Georgia and that's where I was born. Um, two parents, one brother, one sister, uh, loving household, um, middle school, well, elementary school, high school, college, master's. Um, how any of this plays into how I travel. So I didn't really start traveling until adulthood. However, I would say, and she, I did not clear this with her, so she probably won't enjoy me saying this. Um, one thing I've loved about how I travel is how I hotel. I'm going to use that as a verb. And I think that I get that from my mother. Um, now, I will say that I probably hotel a little better than she does, but the foundation for it comes from her because she's not staying nowhere that she don't want to be. No, she will change rooms in a minute. No, I don't want to. I'm not staying. Nope. We, we need another room. And I don't mean that negatively. I mean that as she feels she paid her money for the experience. So she wants the full experience. Um, and I, I feel like I, I, right. I feel like I get that from her. Um, I feel like I get my sense to, uh, globetrot from my father. He traveled quite a lot for his job and I was always envious, you know, San Antonio, Sacramento, Dubai, Rome. Now to be fair, those last two were for his masters, Germany, London. I'm like, well, I, my job ain't taking me to these places. I'm just <laughs> so jealous. Um, but I will say that they probably give me the most influence for how I currently travel, whether they know it or not. Oh, that's so awesome. Look at that. Look at that. So <laughs> now then, I got to go tell my mama that I talked about her on my episodes. <laughs> she well, I mean, I feel like in this sense, she'll be like, well, all right, yes. Oh, I done no. passed down some, I done passed down some high standards for how people should hotel. <laughs> right. Okay. So... In that same vein, when did you first begin traveling? What was your first location? So I guess it depends on what you would mean by traveling. So in terms of how I currently travel, that started in May 2017. But my family and I, we would go to Florida and Myrtle Beach every summer. And by my family, I mean my parents, my brother, my grandparents, my cousins, all mostly on my maternal side, um, would go to Panama City Beach every summer. That was our summer vacation. And if we weren't in Panama City Beach, we were in Myrtle Beach um, in South Carolina. So that was kind of the first taste um, I can always vividly remember the first time I ever went to downtown Atlanta. And that's probably why Atlanta is one of my favorite cities. <laughs> okay. And it just seemed so like otherworldly to me because I'm from middle Georgia. There's no skyscrapers. There's no, um, you know, downtown. It's like you get through it in five minutes. Um, you know, it's, to me, it's not all that impressive in the same way that Atlanta was. So I will always remember that first experience. So in terms of when I started traveling, we'll go from single digit ages. However, when I was in middle, no, high school, I was in a academic program. It is called CDEP. That is the Cooperative Developmental Energy Program at the Fort Valley State University in Fort Valley State. Um, I'm sorry, in Fort Valley, Georgia. And they had a um, an academy for, I will say, I guess going for uh, kids 
in going up to high going up through high school. And the academy was called MC Math Science Engineering Academy. I could go into ridiculous amount of details about energy and engineering and rocks. That is crazy for a person who doesn't have a degree in those things. But that's what we learned in that program. But what we also did was we traveled. So I got to go to Washington, D.C. twice. I got to go to Vegas twice. I got to go to Austin, Texas. I got to go to New Orleans. I got to go to, um, I said Vegas, got to go to Oklahoma City. Uh, got to go to Pennsylvania and uh, travel to Penn State. So I've been to a number of places just through that program. Um, not to prolong my answer, but I was also a band nerd. And so in being in band, I played the flute, the mellophone, and the cymbals. Um, mellophone is a marching French horn for those who were curious. And of course, being in band, we traveled. So went to New Orleans while I was in band, went to... Um, where did we? Oh, Chicago while I was in band. So that kind of struck. That was kind of the first little steps to, OK, this I may really like to see places. Chicago, one of my favorite cities. Um, but in terms of traveling the way I do now, May 2017 is when that started. So I don't know if y'all caught that little tidbit about her being a band nerd, <laughs> but I'm so in love with that right now. I love that. So. With all of this, you know, we're learning more about people, about our different co-pilots, and, you know, a little bit about our passengers, but I just love this little bit of information about you being a band nerd. I love it. Band nerd to the core. <laughs> oh, band camp yeah. and all. Please no. No one asked me um, one time at band camp. No. Our stories weren't <laughs> quite American Pie, but we have stories. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm loving that. Now, in your answer, you touched on different states, a few cities, and, mm -hmm. um, you know, a little bit of small town life. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to someone who has never been out of their hometown city or state? That you need to leave your hometown city <laughs> or state. You don't have to leave it permanently. Um, it's amazing how many people will leave their hometown and then find themselves coming back later. But if you, so I want to preface this by saying traveling is a privilege and anybody who tells you otherwise, they, they're lying. If mm -hmm. you ever have the privilege to venture outside of your hometown, your home state, I highly, highly encourage you to do so. For me, it's akin to going to college. There is an education once you leave where you're from that you can't get any other way because you're going to step out of your comfort zone by the very nature of you leaving where you're from. Where you're from is a comfort zone in and of itself. So if you ever get the opportunity to, to leave permanently or to leave temporarily, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to do so. It will change your life. Um, my guess is it'll change it for the better or it may make you realize that there's no place like home. You know, Dorothy had a point. <laughs> I love that just, I came back I mean, to Georgia you know, so. <laughs> there is no place like home but I do love that you stress that whoever's listening college student, adult little Timmy five years old, seven year old Jane right, right. envision yourself outside your hometown mm -hmm. because your hometown is not the whole world so mm -hmm. I love that you express that people should 
at least get up and go. If you want to come back, that's great, but just definitely get up and go. Mm-hmm. Woo, girl. Woo, we are fire. Yes. <laughs> All right. Would you rather see a lot of places or get to know one place really well? I'm going to say that depends on how long I'm going to get to know one place really well, but more than likely I'm going to lean towards seeing a lot of places. There's just, there's so many places I want to see and there's just so much out there. Kind of going back to what we were just talking about with the last question, you will grow and change when you see these new things because you're going to have new experiences. Everybody doesn't live the way that you do, right? Sometimes Mm -hmm. you think that, oh, you know, I do things this way. So everybody does things this way. Baby, that's not true. Everybody at my high school does things this way. So, you know, everybody does. That's not true either. As soon as you go to a different state and, oh, my God, a different country, you quickly realize people live Mm -hmm. differently than you. They live differently than you. Awesome. So we're going to switch gears and do a little, you know, a little fun Q&A here. Okay. So this is what's your travel style so are you team carry-on or team luggage oh i'm team carry-on all the way i'm not i'm not dragging no heavy luggage (laughs) through the airport i've done it before when i traveled with the cdep program you know i didn't know anything about carry-ons back then (laughs) so i had huge (laughs) luggage going through the airport child you could not unless i'm moving you couldn't pay me nip Carry on. Again, but I do want to mention, this is no shade to those people who prefer luggage. I just, I get scared something's going to get lost. So if I carry on, I got it. I'm team, I'm team luggage. <laughs> Depending on where. <laughs> I'm like, wait, let me add this caveat because <laughs> some people love luggage because they don't like going through security and having to pack stuff a certain way. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm definitely that person. You see, I knew it. I am definitely that person. <laughs> but I will always limit it to at least, you know, one carry-on and then the one luggage. Right. So I'm not strolling through there with like 5,000 pounds of luggage trying to get through and whatnot. Okay. Team itinerary or flow? Depends on where I'm going and it depends on who I'm with. But I'm a planner. I plan to do nothing. So more than likely, about 99% of the time, I'm team itinerary. And within the itinerary, there's like gaps of time where I don't have anything listed. And then I flow in that time frame. Okay. Okay, that works. So so you're a bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. But I'm, I'm okay, not going to lie. Mostly, mo- mostly planner. I'm, I'm, I'm a planner. I'm a Taurus. We don't like, we don't like sudden do changes. So we plan everything out. <laughs> I love that you plan to do nothing though. Plan to do <laughs> like, nothing, yes. honey. Yes. We're gonna do a few things, but mostly we're going to do nothing. nothing. Yeah, love I got it. nothing planned love after it. this, girl. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I can't. All right, are you team adventure or relaxed? Again, I'm gonna say this really depends on the trip, but I'm. I will say in terms of adventure, so when I think of adventure, I'm thinking of people who, and this is going to be kind of extreme, jump out of planes, bungee jumping, you know, ATV rides. I don't, I don't really do that. 
However, I've gone zip lining, I've done obstacle courses, I've done a helicopter ride, hot air balloons. So if that's adventure, count me in. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly, okay, yay. Um, so if that counts as adventure, my, my captain today says that's adventure. So I'm, I'm a bit of both then. Okay. Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Because you definitely need some time to wind down from all the high energy of the day. Yes, I would strongly you. encourage anybody if you're traveling, please plan to do nothing. You you will thank me later. <laughs> you will thank her later. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So are we team Uber everywhere or public transportation? Ooh, okay. So if you had asked me this question in like 2018, I would have said rideshare, Uber, Lyft. Um but now, because of like <laughs> money, if y'all don't learn to take public transportation, it's one, I actually really enjoy public transportation. So if you are in a city, which to be fair, not every city has great public transportation, but if you're in a city that has the means to have great public transportation to take you to most places, I'm telling you, it is a money saver to just hop on the metro or hop on the tube or hop on the subway, provided that we are COVID safe. Um, rather than paying the the money that is going to be more expensive to ride share everywhere. I guess speaking of COVID safe, if you are, if you have the means to have your own vehicle, that that's probably the, the safer bet or just walk, but public transportation. Yeah. That's me all day. Okay. 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 So I already know the answer to this one, but <laughs> I definitely want to hear what you have to say. Team Airbnb or hotel. Okay, so this is, it's very personal to me, y'all. So, like, <laughs> so Tracy, of course, understands how I feel about hotels. Mm. But before I go to why hotels, I want to say, I have stayed in Airbnbs before. I love Airbnbs. When I went to Spain, I stayed in three. It was wonderful. You have more space. It felt like home. I felt like I had, a, you know, a more local experience. <sighs> But hotels, y'all, hotels just, they speak to something in me that, I'm going to just be frank, that's bougie. Um, And I realized a long time ago, probably about five years back, that I'm I'm a bougie traveler. And I'm okay with that. Y'all can be, you can feel some kind of way about it. I'm perfectly fine with it. But I'm, I'm, I'm content with my bouginess in hotels, okay? They just really give me... It just gives me warmth. It gives me comfort. I feel like I'm being tended to. I feel like people care, even if it's not real. You know, they're going to bring you room service. You're going to lie on expensive sheets. The food usually is really good. The decor in the rooms are spectacular. Oh, gosh, y'all. So, yeah, um, I'm team hotels. I'm team luxury hotels, four or five star. Let's just put that out there. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. She is team hotel, four or five star, nothing less. <laughs> For the most I part, mean, if you can give less. it if you can give it six stars, she's on board as well. Girl, I right. would wonder what would a six, seven star hotel look like? Something probably something that is self-serving, like it, it does stuff without the people needing to be there. Like you think about it. Oh, you know what? I think I want the air conditioning to come on. Air conditioning to come on. I think I That's want scary. some salmon. Salmon <laughs> just appears in the hotel room. That's scary. Yeah, so is. basically a George <laughs> Jetson type. Hotel. That's it. That is it. Okay. Yes. 
Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. Now, with with all this talk of hotels and how you hotel and how your mama has set the standard for how you hotel, your choice in hotels have a certain look, a certain aesthetic and feel. Do tell us more about that. (laughs) So I when I first started staying in hotels, the only the main purpose was this is just a place to lay my head. Um, that changed, I would say when I went to New Orleans in 2017, um, when I went back to New Orleans in August, 2017, I believe is when I went to New Orleans and I stayed at the hotel Monteleon. It's in the French quarter. And I realized pretty much five seconds after I walked into the building, Oh wait, this is how, this is how people hotel. Oh wait. And it became more about than it became about more than just a place to lay my head. It was about actually having an experience in a hotel. Mm. Um, the so what Tracy's speaking to in terms of the look of hotels is it it's gonna look luxurious, and I do recognize that luxury has different meanings for various people. Right, I'm not a huge fan of let's say luxury that looks more minimal, strong angles. I'm going to go with the look of like the inside of a W, um, a W hotel property. Those are nice. Don't get it twisted. I'm more the type of a uh, St. Regis hotel, uh, Four Seasons. Um, That kind of is what I uh, lean toward. Something that looks, this is going to sound terrible, something that looks like money. Um, And like old money. Like old, like we've had this money for like a century or two. Money. (laughs) Like a certain opulence. Yeah. Oh, that's a perfect word for it. Yes. Opulence. Um, Some of my favorite hotels are kind of, I guess to use this phrase, they kind of drip in opulence. But at the same time, I really love Charleston hotels, Charleston, South Carolina, because they have a very old Southern luxury charm to it that I'm sorry, mm. it's just not matched by any, any other location except maybe Savannah. So, Okay. Okay. Now when um, you're hoteling, mm-hmm. do you select your whole, your location first or do you select your hotel and then work around the location oh that's a very good question so when I plan my trips I always pick the place first and then once I pick the place I'm gonna look and see what hotels are with are in that city and nine times out of ten I'm gonna look for what Marriott properties are within that city and if I'm if I don't find any that are to my satisfaction which is rare then, you know, I'll go to other third-party sites where they'll list, you know, all the hotels in that city and then see if I can find one that meets that four- or five-star caliber quality, that, you know, southern luxury or that opulence that I look for. Um, I found Hotel Monteleone, or I say I found it. It was suggested to me um, by other people who had been to New Orleans at that time. And when I looked it up, I fell in love on the spot. I just said, oh, this is an old hotel. I have a huge soft spot for old, renovated, for modern times, hotels. Uh, They just have their own personality. Huge fan of hotels with their own personality, too. Um, So that's what I love about Charleston hotels as well. They each have their own personality. Charleston does have this um, 
old world, like a renovated old world look. Like it's it's still very much what it would have probably looked like in the early 1900s or 1800s, but just with more vibrance and color and like just a slight bit more flair. Girl, I'll tell you, when you, when you go down to Charles, I'll be like, all right, so when are these pictures coming out? So I can, I can Google <laughs> from afar. So Fun Fact Sierra is definitely taking me to Charleston so I can um, experience this through her eyes. And, yes. and receive all the opulence and, and old world charm and elegance that is Charleston. Yeah. I'm excited. You so mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to have a good time. I, I am. <laughs> a grand time. <laughs> all right. So from the time I've been following you, you seem to be a solo traveler. Mm-hmm. Would you consider, would you consider or have you done group travels? And if you have, what are the pros and cons to that? I would consider group travel. I will be quite honest. It's never going to be my go-to. Um, I think that's mostly just because I'm introverted. Um, I'm not an only child, Ooh. but my sibling. So very short context. I grew up with my brother, not my sister. So I'm not an only child, but my sibling that I grew up with is a boy, a male. So, you know, if we weren't <laughs> playing together, we spent a lot of time, you know, in our own little worlds. and. I play just, I play well with others, but I discovered when I traveled, there's a kind of, um, there's a freedom in solo travel that you don't get in group travel. So again, I will, I will consider group travel. The reason why it's not my go-to is because when I'm traveling with a group, I'm always going to defer to the group. What do you want? Where do you want to go? What are you in the mood for? What I want will cease to matter at that point. When I'm solo traveling, oh, there's nobody else. So if I want to go here, yes. If I don't want to go here, fine. If I, you know, want to change my whole itinerary that I spent four days creating, that's fine too. That may or may not be conducive with group traveling. Um, I did a lot of group traveling growing up as a kid. I won't speak on it. You know, good, good and bad experiences. But I think that is probably why I prefer solo travel. <laughs> If you can see her face right now, <laughs> understood, understood. I just, you know, again, because I know family listens. Great experience. Love my family. Prefer solo travel. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> Heard. Okay. So name one place you've been where no matter how many times you visit, you always have a new experience. Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Favorite city, and I always get something different from it. And it's funny because, you know, there are a lot of people who that's that's not their favorite city. That's not anywhere near to their favorite city, and they don't understand why <laughs> that's my favorite city. Because I guess in their mind, there are grander cities. You know, there's New York, there's L.A., there's <sighs> Vegas, there's Chicago, there's Seattle. You know, there's Miami. And, yeah, all those cities are fantastic. And then if we're going to go overseas, you know, there's Rio, there's – you know, there's Paris, there's London, there's, you know, there's Madrid, you know, there's Rome. Yes, all those cities are fantastic. But Atlanta just kind of speaks to my heart, I guess, again, because I carried that memory from childhood of the first time I saw the gold dome of the state capitol <laughs> building. And just, I'm a person who loves skylines. So I get true comfort when I look at Atlanta skyline, especially how it's grown over the last 
20 some odd years of my memories of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Atlanta. Okay. Atlanta. Yeah. Every time. Okay. Every time. Every time. Every time. And I've, okay. I've been to Atlanta. So I, I'm probably about 30 minutes south of Atlanta right now. So during the pandemic where travel has pretty much slowed for me, I've been to Atlanta now probably about five, six times. So, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Where do you wish you were in this very moment right now? It's not going to be a travel location. Um, I wish I was with my whole family. So wherever we would be, as long as it's me, my mother, my father, my brother, and his girlfriend, who I call my sister, that's really where I'd want to be right now. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love the them. pandemic has. Yeah. Oh, you love them. I do. They're my people. You, so. you big love them? Oh, yeah. I, I grandly I love it I love it all right so we're gonna have a bit more fun okay and do a little bit of word association I'm a little scared because I remember how this was for your episode (laughs) now you know Sierra does not know what these words are um so what we're gonna do is just give you a word and you're gonna tell me the first place that pops into your head when you hear it okay are you ready? I'm still a little scared, but yes, I am ready. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to close my eyes. All the too, words so are safe. Authentic. All the words are safe, I promise. They're okay. safe words, I promise. Yay, I promise. All right, eyes words. closed. Uh huh. Ready, set, here we go. Colorful. Charleston. Adventure. Spain. Anywhere in Spain. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, you said aha. Uh-huh. Literally, that's the word, aha. Aha. Edinburgh, Scotland. Ooh, okay. Spiritual. Same place. Okay, fun. Ooh, New Orleans. Relaxed. Charleston. Home. Georgia, the whole state. All right. Those are all the words I told you, see? Clean, fun, safe words. (laughs) Funny you should say aha for Edinburgh. Like that's one of the places for me to like on my um adventure list to go to. Oh god, girl. That that is probably one of the few places it's a favorite city of mine. For me, what makes something a favorite city is it surprises me unexpectedly. So Atlanta, Chicago, Seattle, Edinburgh, Barcelona, Seville. Those are my favorite cities. And I did not expect to love Edinburgh. Like that was not the plan. I thought, okay, London. Like I went with my mother and it was just to extend our trip. Well, let's do four days in London and four days in Edinburgh. And I loved London. Like there was is such a there was such a pace about it that was amazing. But when we arrived in Edinburgh, there was it has its own pace too, right? But there was a mm-hmm. peace about it. I don't know. I, I don't I really don't know how to I don't ever know how to describe the moments where I realize I have a connection with the city. There was this just peace about it, this serenity where I felt I felt at peace. I don't I have no other way to describe that. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. So I know the answer to this question. <laughs> And I'm hoping most of your followers do as well. <laughs> but 
have you traveled during the pandemic? So it's like a, a three-part question. Mm-hmm. So one, have you traveled during the pandemic? Sorry, during COVID. Yeah. Okay. Um, on a plane or train? No. But yes, I have been in my car and left my city and my state since COVID started. <laughs> um, I have. I went to Savannah, Georgia last year, I think August. The first time I actually left to travel during the pandemic was was August 2020. So that's how long it took me. Um, and I went to Atlanta and then I went to Savannah. Um, I've been to Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, went there in December, been to Jacksonville multiple times because that's where I have family. And most recently I went back to Charleston because as you saw from the word association, colorful, relaxed. I mean, you can't beat that. And, and um, amazing luxury bougie hotels. What? <laughs> also i lived in charleston for two years so again like she said for those of you who have been following since my wander focus love obsessive travel planner days you know i love charleston <laughs> okay so second part what was your experience during traveling you know traveling during this time so since i haven't been on a plane or a train i couldn't speak on that experience that'll be later this year but the first experience that i had would be hotels and i look i'm not gonna lie when i started traveling there were things i was looking for Um, so the things that i've noticed in every hotel that i have been in is plexiglass when you do the Mm check-in so to protect you from the uh, the worker who's checking you in and protect them from you Uh, hand sanitizer stations in most hotels Uh, every hotel i've stayed at had hand sanitizer stations Social distancing stickers, uh, masks being required by hotel staff and by everybody in the common areas. The biggest things, oh, and of course, you know, social distancing because they have the stickers there as well. But the biggest things that I've noticed, my favorite part about hotels is the room service. Mm. Room service has changed, (laughs) y'all. If you have not been to a hotel since 2019, room service in a lot of hotels is either not there anymore or what I loved about room service is that it would come on this really heavy-weighted tray with these beautifully ornate dishes, actual mm-hmm. silverware, glasses, mm-hmm. the little cute individual bottles of ketchup or mayonnaise or mustard or syrup. You know, it just felt fancy. I felt like I was in this fantasy state. Well, with COVID, it's best if your food is packaged, well, According to, you know, certain guidelines, it's best if your food is packaged in paper products. So a lot of hotels have switched from that fancy to the more, and to be fair, environmentally friendly, sustainable packaging for room service where everything comes in a paper bag, in a paper box with plasticware, um, paper cups. Actually, when I went to the Whitley Hotel in Buckhead, paper cups. Um, I'm not going to lie. It detracts, <laughs> in my opinion, from the experience. But I understand it, uh, so I'm not going to complain about it. I have been to a few hotels, however, that did not change their protocols. They, you know, still had the fancy wear. What all of them did was they don't enter the room. They leave it on the outside. You know, they every most hotels I've been to encourage contactless everything. Uh, one of the hotels I stayed at in Charleston. I think it was the Renaissance Hotel in Charleston. They literally wanted everything to be contactless, like check in on your phone, use your phone for your key. Like they wanted as little contact as possible, Um, again, because of the pandemic. 
So I would say if you're going to a hotel for the purpose of just laying your head and you want to make sure it's clean and safe, you're gold. If you went to hotels and you wanted it to have a certain experience, it's not that you're not gold. You just may have to adjust your experience. Oh, okay. I'm not going to lie. I am. I haven't been to any hotel since 2019. So I'm definitely going to miss the whole lift your cloches and see your food all beautiful on that big plate. That part. I'm definitely going to miss that. That part. I'm definitely going to miss that. And I do love the little bottles of ketchup and mayo and mustard. They're like the cutest things. It's yes. like it's the smallest things that make the experience. experience. Yes. Oh, now what girl. I will say is with a good hotel, they also just adjusted their experience. For example, the Restoration Hotel in Charleston, South Carolina. A lot of your local luxury hotels pride themselves on creating a luxury experience, right? They may have butler service, concierge. They may have turndown service. And some of those things may be suspended because of COVID, right, to limit the interaction in your room. Personally, mm-hmm. I love turndown service and didn't know it was a thing until 2019. Um, so I do miss that. But how they change their experience up is they provide complimentary breakfast. Charleston, their hotels, almost all of them do this. It's so wonderful. But how they change up their experience is they kept their breakfast in the cutest little picnic basket. But instead of it being in individual, instead of it being on, you know, plated with silverware, They put it all in paper bags. So it was like croissants, danishes, yogurt. It was just all in paper bags so that, again, it limited touch points. But they didn't remove the experience of opening your door and seeing a picnic basket full of warm breads and breakfast ready for you. So it's just about adjusting the luxury, not removing it entirely. Y'all, I don't know if y'all caught the basket. (laughs) And so when, you know, I was going through my feed and it popped up and I was like, ma'am, is that your breakfast? Like, did they leave that outside your door? And she's just like, yes, you know. And I was like, well, wait, did you take it home? Like, was it for you to have? And she was like, unfortunately, you know, I have to give it up. And I was just like, ma'am. Yeah, we get, we like, get to the keep the basket, picnic basket. The basket was the, it's, I mean, it wasn't like a, a fancy, ornate basket but it was just the the thought behind mm-hmm. hey you guys can't come down and sit and enjoy breakfast let's bring breakfast to you so it was definitely not on you know the weighted tray table the wheel table but it was just the I don't know something about that basket just it was just like oh this is lovely yep. this is it's absolutely lovely I'm telling you a good a great hotel gives you an experience not just a place to lay your head Indeed. And third part and last part to this question is, um, do you think COVID has negatively or positively impacted travel? Both. Um, I think it has negatively impacted travel financially. Uh, there's, there's no way around that. However, mm-hmm. I think that in the very many ways that COVID has impacted us negatively, it has also encouraged every single business and company in existence to adjust the way that they operate. You either adjust or you didn't make it. And I don't want to say that um, unkindly because I know businesses that didn't make it and I'm sad for them. And, you know, because there, there are a lot of businesses that counted on actual public presence. But for those mm-hmm. who were able to sustain themselves through 2020 into 2021, you you had to adjust the way that you operated. Um, so in that aspect, for those who were able to survive, 
um, including the travel industry, I think it had a positive impact that I hope in some aspects sustains itself even as we, I guess, continue to evolve during this pandemic. There are some things I really miss and I want, you know, some things I do want to come back for travel, but other things, I think it just, we needed a reset and we damn sure got one. Indeed. Indeed. I love how COVID kind of sort of made a lot of the hot spots more calmer. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a thousand people in this one space. Yep. Trying to, you know, everybody's vying for the same picture. thing. Mm-hmm. Or trying to like it's a lot to go to somewhere where you always wanted to go and it's just like five thousand people on top of you moving about you, shoving, pushing, you're in my picture or you're in my way, no excuse me this or you know, can I pass there? So I do like that. I mean, granted, you know, no one really asked for this pandemic, but I do like that, you know, the pandemic has kind of forced people to slow down with travel a little bit and and make them more aware of where they are and what they're seeing and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Love that. Mm -hmm. Love it. Um, Okay. So moving on to like a more, you know, a deeper question. Okay. In one of your older posts, you know, a girl's been following you for quite some time. (laughs) So in one of your older posts, there's a picture of you, um you have curly hair you're outside it looks like you're in a parking lot like you're in a parking structure Mm -hmm. like at the top of a parking structure I'm not sure where you are but there are cars there (laughs) okay but there are cars it looks like there's a car there like you know when you hit the roundabout to go out or in Mm -hmm. and then in your caption you write I found myself in travel Mm. what is it or what did you discover about yourself that apparently I'm brave still learning that one um that I'm good at it um you know everybody travels differently but I didn't realize it would be something that I would be good at not just travel but solo travel I didn't realize that I would be so good at it um I I wrote I found myself in travel because at that point I'd only ever found myself in books and I always said two things one when I'm reading I'm the most myself and that I was always looking for somebody who would make me put the book down. And only Jesus has made me put the book down. So, you know, <laughs> one day. But to travel and realize there was this whole other aspect of myself that I would have missed out on if I didn't start traveling. That was just, it's still, I will continue to use the word surreal. Every time I travel, there is a level of surreality about it for me. And it's just the fact that I guess really the moment I realized it was something is when I planned an entire trip and I didn't do this solo, but I planned an entire trip to the UK with my mother and navigated our way through that whole city. And she's the one who said that I was brave because I did that. And I was like, like in my, in my brain, it's not bravery. It's just, well, I had to do it because if I didn't do it, we're, what were we going to do? Where are we going to go? Where are we going to eat? How are we going to get there? You know, so, but I guess there's a bravery in doing what you have to do. I just, I never saw it that way. And once I started to, I realized 
I've, I found a different person. I won't say a better person, but a different person, somebody who can actually be a bit more adventurous and extroverted because when I'm not traveling, y'all, I'm introverted. I'm in my space. I'm in my room. I'm reading. I'm, I don't want to say I'm boring, but somebody else might say I'm boring. I'm fine with that. When I'm traveling, I'm not that same person. So, ma'am. Raw and uncut, y'all. Raw and uncut answer. Yes. Oh, I love the honesty. Thank you for being so honest with, you know, your pilot, your captain today, and your passengers as they're sipping on their complimentary, you know, cocktails and wine and snacks. You know, we appreciate your honesty. Um, Do you feel like you... Leave your soul or a piece of you behind in each place you visited? Or have you ever felt that way? I would definitely say yes to all of my favorite cities. Maybe that's why I keep wanting to go back to like find those pieces again. Um, but and I'm, I'm not going to be able to quote it correctly. I'm just going to speak on the perception of this quotation by Anthony Bourdain. I definitely feel as though those places leave something in me so I always come back with a piece of that place in me and it changes me every single time yes yes and this is what travel is all about y'all going someplace you know you've always wanted to go opening yourself and immersing yourself in the experience so when you come back or when you leave you're you're leaving with something that you're not the same you're just not the same. Um, do you ever feel like, or do you think you can really cross or check a place, a location off of a list? I think so, but only if you got everything you needed out of that. Like, so for me, I don't actually want to name specific places because I don't want to like knock on. Spe- but if I never go back to LA, I'm okay. I'm 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 okay. LA was great. I've been twice. Um, I don't, I don't have to go back. Like, it's okay if I never go back. So yes, I think you can cross places off of your list in that, in that aspect. But at the same time for me, I can never cross Seattle off. Can't cross Chicago off. Like I'm not done. I don't think I'll ever be done. I can't cross Atlanta off. And I've been to that city more times than any other city I'll ever go to for the rest of my life. So, you know, in that aspect, yes, you can, but there are some places where no, you can't. I think that there are people who live in these cities who can't check, can't check them off their list because you're not done. There's always something else to discover in that city. I would give New York as an example. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you can't you yes you can cross and no you can't cross. So on that same, you know, trail, has there ever been a location that has taken your breath away? Where was it? All of my favorite cities. So Seattle, uh, Edinburgh, Atlanta, Chicago, Barcelona, Seville. But I will speak to the last one that took my breath away, which was Seville, Spain. Um, I spoke about this on another episode, but I did not anticipate 
I didn't think that Spain was going to be what Spain was. And that's just my ignorance of the country, right? I knew where it was located, mm-hmm. but I didn't know where it was located or anything about it other than what language they spoke for the most part. But every city there took my breath away. Seville, on the other hand, it just was just breathtaking. Colorful, you know, there's a vibrancy about it. It smells wonderful, especially when you go at a certain time of the year. It smells like oranges. They have orange mm-hmm. trees everywhere. And it has a very strong um, North African uh, uh, influence, very strong Moroccan influence, Ooh. which you can see immediately when you get there. <laughs> like it's dripping with that influence. And it was just breathtaking. The co- just all the colors were so strong. It was probably my favorite Airbnb that I stayed at. It, literally, the place was called Light because there were so many windows in the apartment that, you know, you didn't need a ring light. I mean, unless you were filming at night. You just used the natural light that was there. So, yeah. So the, oh, and the food. Oh, God, the food. Amazing. Amazing. I'm having a moment because I'm remembering the food. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was the last place that took my breath away. Was Seville the place where you had all the cheese? Is that no, 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 I don't think so. I feel like you were in Spain when you had the, there was this beautiful cheese plate or this, this cheese thing that you had. And I'm not, I feel like it was in Seville. I'm trying to remember. The only times I can think of, and I've, I'm, I'm not even going to pronounce the word because I don't know how, but when you have those boards that have the cheeses. Charcuterie? The, yes. Um, I did one in Charleston and I did one in San Diego, but it's not coming to me if I did one in, in Spain. That doesn't mean I didn't. It's just not coming to me. I'm trying to think of all the food tours I did in Spain to see if that and it's not clicking again it doesn't mean that it didn't happen it's just not clicking okay. right now as i'm talking to you no worries no worries it's just when you said seville the plate popped into my head i'm just like i wonder is it seville but neither here nor there but i'm pretty sure all the food was delicious and delectable and ever so tasty i've yet to go to spain but i've heard like great things especially about you know the north african um influence mm-hmm. over there i've heard that as well and what's the most interesting thing you've learned while traveling? Um, I would some so most interesting thing I've learned about myself or just in general. In general, everybody doesn't live like you do. That's that's huge. Everybody doesn't live like you do. So humans, there are universal things, right? We all have eyes, nose, mouth. We walk. Um, We all speak. Um, We all have emotions, right? Everybody smiles. Um, That kind of universal thing with a smile. Now, why everybody smiles is not universal. The whole Southern thing of everybody looking and kind of acknowledging, y'all, that's not not universal. Please don't don't think that you're going to go somewhere else and people are going to acknowledge you walking down the street. But that's... Mm. That's probably the biggest thing that I've learned, which is, again, why I would encourage everybody to move beyond their hometown because you realize everybody doesn't live the same way, that there are these whole other lives going on entire time zones away from you. And they're going on at the exact same time that your life is going on. Mm -hmm. That, again, is surreal 
you know, that I would be in Spain and it would be daytime and I would call my parents and it would be, I think I'm getting this right, early morning hours is is just, it's just bananas, you know. So everybody doesn't live like you. That's, that's the, definitely the biggest thing I've learned. That's most important to like um, embody and understand before you book that flight, pack your bags and step foot on that plane to take off and land. Please know and understand, folks, that people definitely do not live like you do. So don't walk with the perception or or the idea that, yeah, because I do things this way, when I go to X location, it's going to be the exact same because you are in for a rude awakening, a rude awakening. So definitely walk with the mindset that, you know, it's about to be a whole new experience. It's about to be real different from how I live my life at home. So earlier we mentioned, we talked about, you know, you planning trips for others. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, which I hope it's not many of you who don't know this, Sierra was, you know, consulting and planning trips for people called, you know, under the Obsessive Travel Planner. So tell us about the rise of the Obsessive Travel Planner, which birth prepared for landing. <laughs> uh so when I started traveling in May 2017, I told myself if I'm going to do this, I have to blog about it. Otherwise, I was afraid that I wouldn't do it. So when I started blogging, I started under um, the banner Wander Focus Love. Wander for travel, focus for photography and love because I wanted to fall back in love with photography. I had fallen out of love with it from a commercial standpoint. A little brief nod, I used to be a photographer uh, for a few years. Not anymore. Um, And I did fall back in love with photography, with travel. So I started a travel blog. It still exists under wanderfocuslove.com and wrote about the different places that I visited. What made it pivot was in September of 2017, I was told that I got a new job in Charleston. <laughs> and so I had to move my whole life to a whole state that I'd never lived in before and I didn't know anybody. And that, um, it did not derail my travel, but it changed the time I had available to blog. So I started moving into travel planning and consulting. That started happening more in 2018, especially once my mother told me that I had a knack for planning because I planned our entire trip to London and Edinburgh. Um, And I'm a licensed travel consultant. I'm still a licensed travel consultant. And I really wanted people to just kind of know that freedom of traveling. Like you don't have to travel solo. I do uh, lean towards that. I do feel like every woman should travel solo at least one time. But in my travel planning and consultation, I wanted people to be able to get an experience. Again, for me, it's all about the experience when you travel. It wasn't. I didn't want it to just be about, oh, let's just get this flight so that we can get from point A to B as quick as possible and stay at this location so that we can just have a place to lay our head, unless that's what you want, of course. And then go to this city where you know we just look at one, two, three things and eat at a McDonald's. Again, unless that's what you wanted, but to be fair, if that's what you wanted, I'm not the consultant for you. 
Um, I'm more of that person who wants to create an experience from beginning to end so that you don't have to lift a finger. You just wake up and go. Everything is just laid out. It's just prepared. And you get the experience you wanted, whether that's relaxation, whether that's romance, whether that's adventure, whether it's a mixture of all three, you would go and get the very experience that you wanted in the city that you chose. Um, So that's where uh, Obsessive Travel Planner was born. And that the brand itself was born in 2019. So that led to this podcast, but it led to this podcast after I stopped travel consulting on a, on a regular basis, um, but didn't want to lose the travel advice, the travel tips, um, just the travel stories that I knew I had and I knew other people had, which if you all have seen the pilot ep- or listened to the pilot episode, you know where the origin for Prepared for Landing came from. If not, go listen. <laughs> yes ma'am <laughs> you heard that go listen yeah go listen <laughs> go listen because you get valuable information mm-hmm. go listen all right now sierra you always end your episodes the same way so passengers we have come to the very end of our flight we thank you greatly for traveling with Sierra Air and as Sierra <laughs> as your co-pilot today and me, Tracy, as your captain. I hope the flight was wonderful, smooth sailing, no turbulence, and you enjoyed your complimentary cocktails, wine, <laughs> and snacks. You always end your episodes with the same question, and now it's your turn to answer. Sierra, my dear, were you prepared to land as a different person? Please tell us when it happened, the trip you came home from. Was it a staggering realization, an easy moment to process? Paint the picture for us. Okay, so no, uh, I was not prepared <laughs> at all to land as a different person. I didn't even realize how much travel had changed me until, honestly, until past the moment that I felt travel changed me. Um, I felt travel changed me when I went to Seattle in February, 2018. But I don't think I realized, like fully embraced and understood how much it changed me until I traveled internationally for the first time with my mother in uh, 2018. It was October 2018. And as you know, several of my other co-pilots have kind of indicated, it's something about coming back home. It's you, for me, I didn't realize it when I left. I mean, it's surreal when I got there. It was amazing being in London, transformative being in Edinburgh and just this kind of dumbstruck, oh my God, like we are overseas right now. Like, I can't believe it, but it's when you get back home that every time is the realization that I'm a different person because I've come back with this experience. I've come back with this new knowledge. I've come back and I still see where I was. Nobody else sees that, right? Unless they've been there. (laughs) Nobody else sees that. Nobody else understands what you're talking about. And depending on who you're sharing these stories with, the reactions are either, oh my God, that's great and you want to go or you don't want to talk about it 
because that's not really for you. And it was really talking to the latter where I go, I'm like, I don't understand why you're not equally as like excited about what I'm talking about. And it's because baby, they not, they, they're not a different person yet. They're not going to see it yet. And they may never. And that's okay. Travel's not for everybody. I'm not going to say that. I feel like travel is for everybody. Everybody's not going to take that opportunity to travel. Everybody may not have the opportunity to travel, but it's for everybody. But if they never do, you know, get that opportunity, then they're never going to quite understand what it feels like to come back as a different person, just completely different. Um, did it happen in a snap? No, I would say it was gradual over a period of trips where I realized I'm not the same person I was in May, 2017. I don't even travel the same way anymore. Um, so no, I was not prepared. Well, thank you so much. No problem. Thank you so much, Sierra. So ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Tell us, your passengers, where can we find you? The all the socials, the websites, the Pinterest, the everything. Where can we find you? <laughs> so my answer is going to be a little different for most of my co-pilots because I don't uh, have. Well, I don't want to say that. I don't. I don't really have like a specific travel blogging page anymore, like most of my um, passengers. Um, pilots do however you can find me of course for my podcast at prepare for landing pod uh, episodes every thursday we're featuring a new co-pilot um every week you can find me i'm a purpose coach so you can find me at your obsessive planner that was a pivot from obsessive travel planner when i stopped doing travel planning and consultations you can still read uh, the mini blogs that I have uh, at wanderfocuslove.com. That blog still exists. I have not gotten rid of it. I was looking at it just the other day. Uh, and actually, I have a Pinterest under that as well. So my Pinterest is also Wander Focus Love. I have a Facebook under Your Obsessive Planner for my purpose coaching. And that, I believe, is all are all the places that you can find me. I think that's it. I hope I didn't leave anything out. <laughs> oh, this is so much fun. It was a pleasure being y'all's captain today. I hope you had fun with me because I definitely had fun with y'all. So I am, I'm going to, I'll say I'm still in the co-pilot seat, but for those of you who are frequent flyers, you know that we have a short layover coming up before we will enter the second leg of the flight. So for new passengers, I do want you to tune in next week because you will get to hear from me again as I answer the question that all of my co-pilots have already answered, which is I describe, um, I give my story on the moment travel truly changed my life. I'm excited and nervous about this. <laughs> So I will see you guys, or not see you guys, I will talk to you guys next week when we hit the second leg of our flight. Thanks for having me. And thank you for flying Sierra Air. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye, you guys. You can follow Prepare for Landing on Instagram at Prepare for Landing Pod. No space, no dot. No underscore. You can also find weekly travel tips and updates on my Instagram page. 
If you like today's episode, don't forget to follow, subscribe, and for all of my listeners on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review. Let me know what you think. Stay safe, passengers, and I hope to fly with you again soon.